Greetings, superstars. Welcome back to Word Up with Danny Katz, your one-stop 5D superhero listening spot. I'm Danny Katz, transformation agent, empowered badassery coach, and quantum languaging consultant. And I'm so happy you're here. Here at Word Up, we are devoted to supporting you in becoming your most authentic, empowered, liberated version of yourself. We do this by sharing quantum languaging upgrades, conscious communication tools, witchy life hacks, planetary service announcements, and high-vibing, deep-diving conversations with original thinkers, visionary weirdos, and rebel badasses. Our every show aims to expand your consciousness, raise your frequency, sharpen your critical thinking skills, and make you giggle. <laughs> Be sure to hit that subscribe button and to join us on Locals at dannycats.locals.com where you can watch the video versions of all our episodes including those that are a little bit too spicy for the non-free speech friendly platforms. And it's also where paid subscribers can tune into the second half of all my interviews and enjoy a plethora of other bonuses, including live monthly Q&As, unpublished writings and videos, and behind the scenes intel. Join our quickly growing tribe of high vibe superstars at dannycats.locals.com. Okay, now that we've got all our housekeeping out of the way, let's enjoy today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Hey, superstars, welcome back to another episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Today I am joined by Anna Ray. Anna Ray is the founder of a mind blowingly multidimensional transformational body movement system called GST. My experience with GST has been extremely profound. Anna had a studio back in Los Angeles, back when I was living in Los Angeles, and I had the great pleasure and honor of delving really deeply into GST. What GST, GST, T does and did is it helped me develop a relationship with my fascia. And as a lifelong body geek, starting from back when I was a competitive gymnast into when I was a third series Ashtanga yogi, and as a dancer that whole time, nothing has been more valuable for me in um mastering my physiology and feeling good about my body and being self-responsible with my body than developing a relationship with my fascia. And the reason that I thought it was thoroughly appropriate to bring Anna on the show is that in this podcast, I'm interviewing visionaries, original thinkers, and vanguards. And I really consider Anna a visionary and a vanguard who is at the outermost edge of the forefront of physiological transformation and evolution. So I had Anna on to talk about GST, to talk about what fascia is, what developing a relationship with it does, and also the, the frustrating path of those of us who are 
living in the future and bringing novelty into the world and waiting for people to catch up. So this was a really special conversation with me because Anna is my teacher and it was during this conversation that I realized in real time that there's so much crossover between our paths. Before I dive into today's conversation, I am reminding you to hit that subscribe button, to like and to share and to comment, which allows us to trick the algorithm into giving me more reach. Teamwork makes the dream work, so thank you for being part of my team. This interview, like all of my interviews, is divided in two. So the first half is available free on all of the podcast platforms, and as well as on YouTube, if that's where you're watching it. The second half is available for my paid supporters on Patreon and on Locals. So I encourage you to take a look at both platforms to feel into which one feels more aligned for you, unless you're inspired to do both, which is wonderful. And I actually have plenty of amazing, generous supporters who support me on both platforms. Patreon offers you a few more options in terms of rewards for the membership tiers, including one-on-one drop-ins with me as well as access to all of my second half conversations and monthly community calls with me and our high vibe tribe locals is a little bit different um i i have more leeway there it's more of a free speech platform um i have more freedom there in terms of expression so that's where i post unpublished essays previews of my upcoming book um it's where I host live streams. Both, both platforms give, give you guys advance notice of all of my webinars, workshops, courses, books, and special discounts. So figure out which platform works best for you. Join me there for as little as $5 a month, which is far less than a smoothie with bee pollen and cacao added. Uh, I promise it is it is definitely worth your while. I'm also encouraging you to sign up for my newsletter at dannycats.com. Given all of the censorship and the shadow banning, it's the best way to stay abreast of all of my offerings, new podcasts, the new book that I've mentioned that's coming out, fingers crossed, before the end of the year, um, as well as those aforementioned courses, webinars, etc. I never share your information with anyone else but maybe my assistant who helps me send stuff out. When you sign up, you will get a free PDF, five quantum languaging hacks for instant empowerment. So it's really a win, 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 win situation. Lastly, the holidays are upon us. I encourage you to check out my book offerings. We have Word Up Little Languaging Hacks for Big Change, which is available in print, in ebook, as well as in audiobook. As well, I have Pop Propaganda and Illustrated Guide, which is appropriate for teens as well as adults. And then, of course, my transformational color, coloring book, Yes, I Am, which is appropriate for kiddos, grown-ups, and everyone in between. Those are all on sale through my website and on Amazon. And if you are one of those people who is not aligned with giving Amazon your money, your money deep bow, deep respect, feel free to message me privately from my website and I will arrange for a private sale. Okay, that does it for the housekeeping. Thank you so much for bearing with me. Buckle up and prepare to enjoy my conversation with Miss Anna Ray.
great. So what is this podcast? Yeah. Tell me and you, you tell me. Okay. So the podcast is solutions-based conversations with visionaries and original thinkers. Mm. And you're such a visionary. So I was like, you know, in the middle of me doing all my nerdy fascist stuff and realizing it is so changed my life to have a relationship with my fascia. And then I was like, Anna is such a brilliant genius visionary. I have to have her on the show to talk about it. Thank you. <laughs> you always make me feel good. It feels like I just want to find a, a channels to get people to know it because it is so um, life-changing on just like physical and emotional and spiritual levels. It kind of taps into whole personhood. And I just am passionate about that. Yeah, totally. On all levels. So I'll record an intro before I put this out since we're right. already in it. And I want to take advantage of, you know, the time that I have with you, we'll just dive yeah. in. So, <laughs> so I'm curious to know, okay, I'm curious to know about your journey with your body and with fascia and like how you found your way in to this sort of quantum transformative relationship with the body. Okay. I was 21 and I had been studying, I was always kind of uh, an embodied person, I think, like um, loving the body. I'd gotten certified in Pilates in 1997 when it was just kind of on the cusp and um, I was a dancer and um, it wasn't until like probably. I'm just curious about your dance background. Oh, I was, um, I think my, my passion is jazz dance. But I didn't like where jazz dance could be expressed. Like I wasn't wanting to go on show boats and do tours and work on Vegas. I really loved conservatory style dance, but I love rhythm and movement. And so I also wanted to be on Broadway, but I didn't have like the Broadway voice. And so that was a like a legit place to dance. But so I did classical training in ballet. Then I did a lot of jazz through my like twenties. And then I would say later twenties, I was in San Francisco and I was doing a lot more kind of contemporary and I love the movement, but it didn't feed my soul. Cause it just is very more intellectual and heady yeah. than it is like sassy and free and, you know, like hot. I yeah. love them. I love hip hop. I love, you know, these kind of like, and so um, those were my backgrounds of what I wanted to do, but I was really deeply um, res uh, resist, or I should say restricted by what my body could do. And so, um, I think it was at 21, 2000, maybe I've been teaching Pilates for a while. And, um, I was also doing psychotherapy for a child, a history of childhood sexual abuse. And I remember, um, kind of a, at one point going from like having no real body awareness to like, oh my God, something's wrong. And, I couldn't put my finger on it. I still don't know, like with all of the medical like exploration and going to this professional and this, you know, medical doctor and looking at my GI tract and looking at my, um, you know, um, I mean, I did everything. I can't even think about like respiratory tests and they thought I had, you know, IBS and all of these like kind of like hit and miss diagnosis, which once you know what fascia is, it makes sense why no one could really touch in on one thing because fascia is integrated in everything. Um, but I just remember a moment where I was like, something is wrong and I feel really, really bad. And it wasn't like a, a um, fatigue, like, you know, it wasn't chronic fatigue. It was like, I would, I, the way I describe it is like, I felt like I was wearing a straight jacket and on the inside of the straight jacket were like blunt and sharp objects that were constantly kind of like vicing into me and pushing and hurting me. And 
I was a Pilates teacher. I had studied a lot of anatomy. I had like not just studied one style of Pilates. I had studied yoga and all of these different kind of disciplines, thinking that I was going to find this answer. Um, I had, you know, started to dabble into acupuncture at that point and kind of just like, what is happening and why am I feeling this? And um, I started having to just kind of like shut out the outside world because nothing itself was like really answering the issue. And so I would spend hours in my studio apartment in San Francisco doing these really basic elemental things um, that were really like triggering my pain, almost like using my pain, like Hansel and Gretel, um, you know, stones or pebbles to find my way through. And I'd be like, if I push here, it is excruciating. And when I move like this, if I move it, it immediately doesn't hurt me anymore. And then it would last for a little bit of, you know, my reprieve would last for a little while and then it would come back. And so pretty soon I was like, well, I don't want to have to like open up my body 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, and then the next day it's back again. So I started exploring with techniques and technologies to make permanence was a big deal for me. Cause I'm like, I just don't want to like have to go out and dance and then I'm back in pain. And so what I started noticing is that a lot of um, the things that I was taught and all of my anatomical training and all of my dance and all of my fitness was contributing to the symptoms, they would flare up. If I would lift my rib cage, for example, I would be able to run like I was training for a marathon. And if I would actually go to a dance class and do a bunch of sit-ups and they'd close my ribs and make me hold my core, I would have flare-ups of asthmatic type, like I can't breathe, I'm a 10 pack a day smoker. It was that dramatic. And I'm like, so something that I'm being taught is hurting me and keep and keeping this, you know, and it's layered in because at the same time, I feel like my body was releasing a lot of the childhood trauma. And so I was able to see that some of this is physical, some of this is emotional, some of this is my body literally trying to purge memories that I didn't have in my brain. And there's a book called, you know, the uh, body keeps the score. And it really does like the tissues are holding the template or is, is almost like the narrative, the body is, it's written on your flesh, right? Your story is written in your flesh. And that became really clear as I was doing this stuff. So um, anyway, I don't know, is that an extensive, <laughs> that's how I came into it is just like this desperation to, and I did, I got to go from having like my leg naturally, I didn't have to turn out. And all of a sudden I worked with the first quartile and I got 180 degree turnout as a 21 year old, which in dance, they're like, oh, you're just not born with hips like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm fucking am. <laughs> yeah. I can do and then I, all of a sudden I like did these things and my leg went to like balance sheet extensions that my body wasn't naturally like born to do that. But as I started like unlocking these kind of secrets and what fascia is capable of and how it works true, truly, I was able to get like exponential function out of my body that would have made me more like an Olympiad. Cause there are people who drive Lamborghinis and there's people who would drive Hondas, right? There, we have different vehicles and what we can do. But what I was interested in doing was hacking my body that was built like a Honda, but I wanted it to perform like, you know, a Lamborghini. And it was like a really, it's almost like a, I call the body a divining rod because what you test it will tell you what is true. And so I would find from a physical level, if I did this with my rib cage, I would get this effect. And it was producing all of the things like restriction, you know, um, exhaustion, digestive issues. Like it would create the opposite of what is true and good. And if I did these things that like nurtured and open fascia, all of a sudden 
I literally, it was like the yes, the divining rod said, yes, do this. Yes, this will make your leg higher. Yes, you don't have problems sleeping anymore. Yes, you, you know, your insomnia is linked to this digestive thing that's going on. So anyway, I really liked that I would just, my body was so um, messed up. I still don't know that I've worked on a body that was as complicated as mine. And I won't even go into all of the things because it doesn't really matter. But it took me 25 years to be like, oh, you know, piece by piece. And then my body would literally say, that's a no. And that's a yes. And that's a no. And that's where I start to love more of the spiritual side of fascia, because it's not just for the physical body. It literally is reading your consciousness, your body consciousness, and will tell you. And with the, you know, it has three to one receptors, for example, that collect information to any other tissue in your body. So it's listening three times the amount to the stimulation that you're encountering in life and giving you this unbelievable source of information from which to make better and more deep and intrinsic, true knowledge, mm -hmm. um, true wisdom. And so when you work with it, I'm sure that's why it's life-changing. It, it, it's, you know, this extra layer of information that can be garnered and made into wisdom as you work with it. Mm. Okay. Thanks for that. There's so many pieces like, yeah, there, and it's so like multidimensional and layered, but as you're speaking, I'm thinking of like, you incurred a sort of, um, like epic and unusual degree of pain that couldn't be sourced. And for your individual path that completely served you in terms of your mission and your purpose in tapping into this great this whole realm of fascia and as well just like your intellectual curiosity and your strong will and determination of like you are going to figure this out because that, that's what i realize about now that i have a relationship with fascia is that it makes me so self-responsible with my body i'm not abdicating authority to other people to heal me i'm being invited to go deeper 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 to figure it out for myself so it's like you're so uniquely like the right one to give the world this gift of, of our fascia. Thank you, Danny. That actually feels, that feels really good. I have never thought about it like that. Sometimes it feels like a burden. I hate to say that, but it's like, it feels like why have I been given this and I'm not able to, you know, or like, I want to get it. Like I see it. Can everybody have this? I see the benefit behind it. Can everybody else? And how do I translate or how do you find the people who are longing for this? And so um, I do, I feel like, you know, in some ways it's downloaded. Like I did not have a medical degree. I did not go to science in my undergrad. I literally put together, there wasn't even a lot of science when I was doing this. There wasn't a lot of science behind fascia. It's now becoming more and more accessible, but it just wasn't there. And so a lot of times I'm like, does everybody else, can they do this? Is this something that someone else can do? And so it feels like a little bit of a, you're right. I, I laugh too, because I think that my brain, I'm ADHD. And, um, I noticed that while I was like, I'm perfectly suited to have like this really complicated mass of like stuff coming out of my brain. And I was able to channel it into the body to make order of something that's very complicated with my complicated brain. And, um, and then trying to, I guess my, 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 the, the last 20 years has been like, how can I make this simple and accessible for people so that not everybody has to do the journey with this complicated, overrated, you know, thing I've been able to put a language to it and, uh, you know, and hopefully that's 
it's still kind of complicated, right? Like, but I look at life and I'm like, what isn't? What isn't complicated? So the person who wants to fully um, consciously actualize, life is about taking what is complicated and, and removing the dross and being able to like refine that into pure gold, right? That's the kind of spiritual side of the journey and what medium you work with. I love the fascia because it connects the entire person, right? Throughout. It like starts with the physical body that makes it really like, I feel this, this is me being human to what does that look like when it's in my emotions? What does this look like in my spiritual journey? What does this look like? You know, um, and you can layer it um, and go as deep as you want, right? If you just want to feel good, great. Just stretch your fascia and do some GST because I think that it's, you know, the most direct way in to, to working with it. But then if you want to do the other deeper stuff, it kind of encourages you to do it anyway, as you've noticed, right? You start doing it and then it's like, oh, but what about this? But, oh, this is, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a slippery slope. I can totally relate to feeling like it's a burden because I feel the same about quantum languaging where it's uh -huh. like, I have this relationship with words and I know it can help everyone. And how do I get it to everyone? And the pressure when I'm not getting it to everyone because no one else is doing it. It's like its own layer of kind of like torture blessing. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting when you say that is that when you have a, I think when you've been given a gift to give others, right. It's like not just a gift unto itself. It's almost like there's this deep sense of, um, well, it's a, I always use the word complicated, but it's like you have quantum is both you, but it's also outside of you. And that's the weird thing for GST is it's like, it, it is a, it's a journey that happened to me just like it can happen for other people. So it is something, I don't see GST as me. It's something a part of me that I am then also in a relation. It's like a, just a tricky relationship where it's like, it's not just like I made this up and that's why I didn't call it like the Anna Ray technique. Cause I'm like, this is something apart from me that I've also experienced, but without me, there wouldn't be this way to communicate it and to reach other people and to help people. And so that I think is what makes this kind of a burden where it's like you have a multidimensional relationship with an entity that is apart from you right? Quantum, you know, vocabulary and, and making energetics out of how you express yourself is something that is a part. It, it, it exists whether Danny does or not, but it doesn't actually get to people unless Danny can bring it to them. And that's where that burden is, where it's like, I don't know, it's just an interesting relationship, especially when you're trying to do a business. For me, it was really hard when I'm like trying to explain it to people and I want it to grow as a business and I want it to be you know, have integrity to honor the work that is there, you know? Um, anyway, I, I think maybe everybody has a version of that um, burden, but maybe it's in different forms. So I hear you. It just is a very interesting relationship and you keep working on it, right? You keep like doing your quantum and I keep doing my GST, hoping that at some point it becomes, you know, and there will be a tipping point. I think some of this is just what people are telling me, which I think it resonates is you have to give it mass. Like it has to accumulate enough mass to have gravity. Mm -hmm. Right. And so as we continue to build out these bodies of work and people find it and their lives are changed by it, each person who recognizes it is adding to the gravity, right. Or to the mass so that it will have more gravity and then more things come from it. More people are attracted to it. That's the laws of, you know, 
that's my language is physics, but um, yeah, you know. Um, so we just keep doing our job every day, Danny, with passion and totally and try to support each other when we're feeling bad about it. Yeah, <laughs> so your encouragement. Yeah, I mean, I see so so many parallels in what we're doing, and I'm wondering. And I also think, yes, everyone has their own dharma and their own burdens, but I also think there's something unique when you're bringing something revolutionary and also when you're bringing something that's so multidimensional mm -hmm. and like knowing what it takes to refine that into a language that is accessible, like just that in itself is its mm -hmm. own skill set that I think anyone who's teaching anything physical is wise to master. And then, you know, you're translating things that no one else has done before. So I think it is unique. I just want to acknowledge that your path is unique. I definitely see you as a vanguard, as a visionary. I'm wondering what it was like for you when you were living in Los Angeles, where you have a everyone who's chasing the fame thing and saying, look at me, look at me for maybe the right reasons, maybe not so right reasons. And it's also the center of so much physicality and hot bodies and so much exercise. And like, what was that like for you to launch GST in LA? That's a great question. I think in hindsight, I've lived now in Boulder for two years and done very small things with GST and just had to take a break because I think that I was chasing the wrong people, right? Like Los Angeles has this amazing energy of creativity and drive and the see me and it's, and it's kind of addictive and you don't see it at the beginning. It's like, you're just trying to like, I'm authentically just trying to get it out there. And yet in hindsight, it's like, most people who are into fitness for aesthetics alone are not even conscious that there's something more. They're not looking for it. They wouldn't even resonate it, even if it hit them in the face. I think that it was a struggle in the, and a lot of times, like, I thought that the entry point would be like, come and feel great. And then they would buy into the deeper stuff. Um, and I was surprised that like, you know, GST can produce all of these aesthetics in an even more holistic way. Like I just wrote a blog the other day about like toning and sculpting and how with fascia, it's very different than with muscular, you know, um, traditional fitness methods. And I think that I was trying to have people like, you can get everything you want on this really superficial level, but do it from deep. Like if you start deep, then all of these are cumulative as well. And that is not the method of LA, right? The method of LA is it's only skin deep and it's only what you see. And it's not that beauty comes from multi-dimensional places. And fascia does like your aesthetics of your face are greatly dependent upon the deep tissues in your lungs, mm. right? Like that's a, a, that's a structural fact. And so go ahead and do all your facial stuff. But if you're not, you know, addressing the source, and this comes back to some of these spiritual lessons where it's like source versus symptom. And, and LA for me was very symptom. And I, I could never bridge the gap of like, okay, you want me to lift your ass? Totally done, doable, done. I can do that. But you're going to require that you go in and feel some shit that you don't want to feel. And you're going to have to be okay, you know, taking a, a little bit of a circumnavigated, what feels like it's not even actually circumnavigated. It's more direct, right? Ironically, it's more direct to change your body that way, but it's not what we're trained to. And so you're all, and I don't know if it's just LA, like I think humans, uh, you know, so there's this lesson in healing that they talk about that I think applies to all humans. And it says, 
that it's not by how deep you go in your journey of reconstruction of self, it's how fast. And that the human mind that's damaging. So when you try to change someone's mentality or someone's body or someone's you know, self-concept too fast, it's damaging because the human mind needs time to absorb, digest, rearrange, restructure. And it's why evolution takes so long. It's why the human you know, process is millennia old and will go on for eternity. But that's one of the things you're up against when you have a new concept to share with people is that humans' minds are not as flexible as what we'd like it to be. And that's one of the reasons I like GST because we make your body flexible and then your mind is sure to follow, right? They are reflexive of each other. So I was going to say, I'm also ADD, so I'm going to swing back and say in LA, I think that more people's minds are not bent towards deeper dynamic geometrical three-dimensional thinking it's very much like one-dimensional thinking and that's really hard to sell like they would feel the difference but they would have no context they would come in and be like that felt so good it was really hard but i'm not exhausted i'm not tight i'm not i'm sweating you know um and so i don't know in my head a workout is i'm exhausted it hurts but i at least know i did something and you're like, okay, I don't know how to reframe your brain towards being like, actually, what if you could get everything you wanted and you feel elative because we work endorphins, not adrenaline? What if you could actually get the lift and the healthy tissue and the wrinkless face, but it required that you actually be quiet and calm and not manic and, and, and you know, um, abusive, right? It's this paradigm shift of, of reality. And I think that it's probably all humans Mm -hmm. But this is the power, I would say, if I were to circle back to the benefits of uh, or kind of the seed of what GST was, is that pain, right? We spend all of our lives trying to avoid pain. And we, generic pain is not just physical, it's emotional, it's psychological, and it's spiritual. Separation from divine, you know, um, uh, disassociation from people, disassociation from self, external obsession versus internal reflection. And that pain, whatever it is, we try to, and we're trained to stay external to it and not feel it because pain is bad. Even in rehab, I went through Pilates and if I felt pain, they'd be like, okay, let's not do that. And I'm like, no, you're missing the entire opportunity. Once I got what fascia was doing and that pain is actually positive communication, carrying tons of information that will literally within 30 seconds eliminate if you do these things, like it's like a temporary discomfort mm -hmm. and you get better and better at being with the discomfort of your body, the discomfort of your emotions, the discomfort of your soul. And then all of a sudden you start hungering to seek the discomfort to eliminate it. Mm -hmm. And then what lives underneath is the wholeness that you are desperately seeking. It's the completeness. It's the, you know, the, the foundness that we want. And so I feel like that was something that LA wasn't a, like, I don't know, maybe I was just, you know, so interested in that's my spiritual journey back around is that it started with the body. And now I'm really interested in what GST does for the soul. And that's the complete story. That's the complete narrative. Mm -hmm. um, they start with something so elemental and learn your pain to move it here. And then you'll learn how to move it here and here and here. And it's kind of, um, I don't know, that's the complete story. So being in LA, 
I just went after the wrong market. I think that I was trying to match, you know, and it was to a mind that wasn't ready, that wasn't, you know, totally driven to that. Mm -hmm. Even their spiritual practices in, in LA are really interesting. Like the different religions and I don't have to go into that. You ask me questions, but I find it fascinating because they are still drawn towards self in most religions, uh, true religious experience tries to do understand self so you can eliminate it. Mm. And then you're more connected to everything else. And if you look at a lot of the spiritual things, even if I wasn't going after them, they're like self-determination and laws of attraction. And you bring to you what you think. And it's like, the whole goal here is to deal with our pain so we can get out of our way and be of service to others. Like that's kind of this like global cosmic thing. And so if you keep thinking, it's all about how am I going to get myself here and myself Right. So even spiritually, I don't know that LA was ready for the message that, you know, could have been here with um, what you do and what GST is doing. I don't know. Yeah. It's frustrating being so far out ahead, like from the future and waiting for humanity to catch up. Like, come on, guys, we have really wonderful things to, to share with you. <laughs> so much things. And this is what I bounce back and forth with Danny is that are they not ready or are we having a hard time getting to them? And that's what frustrates me is because when I, I don't know if you find this, but I find that when someone experiences GST, the light goes on and they're like, oh, oh, of course there's a difference. If I try to talk it to you and if I try to explain it to you, it's all theoretical. But as soon as you put it into the body and into experience, you're like, aha, and I think the same thing is with you that, and that's the bridge of frustration where it's like, once someone gets GST, it's not that far in advance. Right. They're, they're hungering for it. They're looking for it. They don't know what, that it exists. And so my spiritual journey has been like, how can I take away anything that would stand in the way? How can I remove anything that would keep them? Or a better yet is, you know, how can I actively pursue to give them this experience Mm -hmm. so that there is a landing thing. And I think that maybe it's true with both what you do and what I do is, and it's not by chance, it's not just what we do. Humans need experience to transform ideology into applicable life transformation. Mm -hmm. So you can sit with an idea all you want, but it doesn't come across. Like you've you um, worked with me a little bit to try to write my book, mm -hmm. right? And in my, and I share this with you because in the process of writing a book is very, apropos to how life works, where you can, I write things constantly in my brain and I know the words and I'm, you know, I'll even write it a little bit on paper. And it's like, but the creative versus the craft is really different. Mm -hmm. And the craft is the process of actually assembling and making something concrete of something ideological or um, uh, esoteric. And that's a lot of that people I think in their journeys don't realize is that they think they're doing the change inside just by having the thought, just by liking your concept, just by understanding. But experience is the number one like ingredient that life requires for growth and transformation. Pain and, and experiential, like you have to do something different to be something different. It's not enough to know it. You have to physically do something. Yeah. In this form. Totally. Right? And so maybe there are people also that to say is I think there are people out there who desperately want to do your work, to do GST. And that's, you know, the, the, that's the hardship of the sage, right there. That's what is the, we're working up here 
to make this accessible. And the work of them is to get to a place where they can recognize it when they see it and do yeah. it. much for tuning in to this latest episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. I trust that you are enjoying my conversation with Miss Anna Ray so much that you are aching to jump into the second half. You can find that second half on either or both my Patreon or my locals communities. Those addresses are patreon.com slash dannycats and dannycats.locals.com. Paid supporters at either one of those sites or both of those sites get access to the second half of this podcast interview and all of my second half interviews along with oodles of bonuses. So be sure to, to sign up for either one or both. It means a lot to me. The support goes a long way. So thank you so much. Before you navigate over to either Patreon or Locals, be sure to hit that subscribe button to like this episode, to share this episode, and to comment on this episode as your listening or viewing platform allows. Those actions go a long way in uh, tricking the algorithm into giving me more exposure, allowing more people to benefit from the value that you yourself are receiving from Word Up with Danny Katz, which I'm guessing as of now is your favorite podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the other platforms and uh, have a rocking day. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode of Word Up with Danny Katz. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. And as you are inspired to learn more about my quantum languaging work, about my books, my homeschool courses, my transformational and empowered badassery coaching, check out my website, dannycats.com. As well, track all of my latest content on my locals page, dannycats.locals.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you soon, tribe.